everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Got a great show for you for this Monday, November 4th, 2013. This is our 631st podcast. Got a lot of ground to cover. We're going to be talking about airline fees and some tips here for better flying as we get through the big show. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii, Hawaii's experts, and you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com, or you can just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. No matter what point you are in your vacation, Hawaii vacation planning process, we can help you. Everything from planning that itinerary from a to Z, to booking some of the most exclusive activities in Hawaii, ones that only we provide, including specialty food tours that we do, also my Aloha Bruce Great Oahu Adventure, which takes you in our very souped-up, customized Jeeps all over the island of Oahu, and as well as our Hawaii Five O custom package. Uh, if you're into Hawaii Five O, we're going to take you on a great tour. So get in touch with us, 1-800-843-8771. Remember, all of our agents are born or raised here or lived here most of their lives. So that's going to give you the edge when planning your Hawaii vacation. Lots of ways to reach out to me. Write to me, Bruce, at hawaii-aloha.com. Or you can find me on Twitter, at Aloha Bruce. Reach out to me on Facebook as well. You can find all of these connections right at our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Well, Halloween has come and gone already, which means that's the beginning of holiday season, right? And for a lot of you vacationing in Hawaii this winter, be sure to you know start booking all of your activities because they're starting to fill up quick. You're starting to see that for next year, too, as well. So we've been having beautiful weather so far this fall, and outdoor activities are going to plan a big prepare, uh, be part of a, your Hawaii vacation plan, so make sure that you get that done. Now, you know, on an earlier podcast, we talked about last-minute holiday traveling and why it's important to book early, and this week I got a follow-up for you on this topic because I'm going to be talking about airline fees and how to be, how to fly most efficiently when you're coming here. Plus, I'm going to give you a breakdown on all the major airline baggage fees and where to best save your money while booking flights. But... Before that topic, I've got some uh, news stories I want to share with you. Uh, first, this is the big, big news that's hit the travel industry since check baggage fees. But in this case, it's good news because the FAA has decided that it's safe for airline passengers to keep their electronic devices on airplane mode throughout their entire journey. Now, there's a catch to this, and that is that the airlines have to prove to the FAA that it won't uh, affect their landing operations. And I'm going to tell you in a little bit about which airlines are already starting to do that. Also, I'm going to tell you about uh, Beijing-Honolulu flights. This is going to be great. This is opening up a whole new world for people in China and bringing some much-needed Chinese visitors to the island of Oahu and also some more news about uh, the HTA, Hawaii Tourism Authority. But getting back to that, it looks like JetBlue is going to be the first airline 
that's going to allow passengers to use their electronic devices throughout the entire length of their trip from gate to gate. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been guilty of this. <laughs> Turning my uh, my phone on, even when I'm really high up in the air, just to see if I can get a signal just for the hell of it. Um, it looks like the FAA announced last week that Airlines can let passengers use personal electronic devices in airplane mode during all phases of the flight, and this is decision. Uh, this decision is going to enable passengers to, you know, read e-books. You can play games and watch videos right from their ba- from their uh, uh, from the plane gate to gate. And I think that's a good point because sometimes you're watching a movie and sometimes it's just helpful to keep your mind off of things when you're when you're getting into the transition part of your flight sometimes you're watching a movie or watching something you got to turn it off and put it in um the only thing i'm wondering is is it going to take away from people paying attention to the you know in-flight demonstration where they uh tell you about all the safety features which i guess some people aren't uh aren't listening to anyway maybe they'll tell you to turn off your electronic device to hear the safety procedures. Because I think you have to, I think that's an FAA regulation that you have to watch that. Anyway, we'll keep, keep an eye on that and we'll let you know. Um, Air China is beginning flights from Beijing to Honolulu. And they're going to start this service January 21st. It's going to be three weekly flights. They're going to be uh, uh, those 330s. It's going to go Tuesday, Fridays, and Sundays. Um, now, this trumps what Hawaiian Airlines has been trying to do because they're starting in April. So this gives uh, Air China kind of a head start on the whole thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how the competition plays out there because now we're going to have two airlines bringing direct flights to Hawaii from Beijing. Interesting. Also, um, another thing, chickens. Will they continue to roam wild in Hawaii? And I'm, I'm, I'm continually fascinated when I take folks on my tour or I'm out with uh, visitors who are coming in here for a short period of time about how fascinated they are with the roosters and chickens they see all over here. Uh, you can see them everywhere. But you probably didn't know that the city of Honolulu has paid annual animal control services to control that population on Oahu. And you know what that means. <laughs> that means they kill them, right? And there's a Kaneohe-based animal haven that has been doing that, and that is set to expire and not be renewed. Now, what that means is is that basically the city is just kind of cutting down to reduce spending, and that's an $80,000 a year contract. Now, um... One of the councilwomen, uh, Ann Kobayashi, uh, say, says that um, the big problem is the noise they make. And she's very upset that we're not going to fund $80,000 to kill chickens. Um, and uh, maybe that we didn't pick the right contractor. Uh, but I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't know. I, I Maybe it is a problem for some people, but for the most part, I think they exist pretty well here. I had no idea we were actually trying to, quote, control them. Uh, More visitor news here. Visitor drops uh, in Hawaii. It looks like the number of visitors coming to Hawaii dropped this past September for the first time in two years. HTA said 
Thursday that about 595,000 travelers visited Hawaii in September, which is down 1%. So not a huge drop, but uh, 1% is a lot when you're talking about billions of dollars. And one more item here. I don't know if you've heard about it, but up on the North Shore, we're seeing a lot of erosion up on the beaches up there. And people's backyards are disappearing. And state officials say that they're going to start you know, inspecting the area there to see what they can do. I don't know what you do when you have private property that just gets destroyed by erosion. I don't know how the state gets involved in something like that. But they are trying to figure out what they can do. Uh, they are saying... The most recent swell that hit Oahu's North Shore has taken more out to the ocean than just sand. From Rocky Point to Sunset Beach, several North Shore residents had fall have fallen victim to this erosion. What a shame. God, imagine that. Imagine owning a home up on the North Shore on the beach and then like in one day or in a couple days your whole backyard is gone. There's no ocean behind you and the the ocean is in effect may wipe out your entire house. Pretty scary stuff. Anyway, let's get on to today's topic because I wonder if you remember the days when the choice between checking or carrying on luggage was a free one and revolved around convenience. You know, know, we used to say, you know, let's carry on our luggage so we don't have to wait at the baggage claim or let's check our luggage so we don't have to deal with the kids' bags. The choice was yours, and ultimately, it was absolutely free. Now, do you remember the days when you complained about airplane food? Well, this doesn't look appetizing, or I wish I could, you know, not have this pasta option. Now, you're stuck ordering fast food before you board, or gobbling down the, you know, a million of these mini pretzels and peanuts that they give you for free to uh, satiate your hunger on some of these really long flights. It's either that or pay 10 or $15 for the same sort of mystery meat that they offered you before when it was free. Um, you, you remember the days when you could bank on a free in-flight movie for the kids to watch? It was just guaranteed entertainment for all the little kids or the two years old for a couple hours. Stick that, stick them in front of that screen and you're done with them. Now, people are actually, uh, you know, forced to invest in iPads and video games and all kinds of things to keep little ones occupied. And quite frankly, themselves and to keep them quiet so they don't bug other passengers on the plane and keep them from you know, having temper tantrums. How about this one? Remember the days when airlines tried to make their customers comfortable by giving you a blanket or a pillow? Sometimes you could even get two blankets, right? Not a problem if you ask nicely. Now you're forced to make nice with your neighbor in case your head lolls onto their shoulder because you didn't have a pillow. Remember that? You know, or you can wear one of those ridiculous neck pillows, which those neck pillows, they never work for me. I don't know about you. They never really work for me. Okay, enough of this, enough of the reminiscing, because it just gets me all upset here. Uh, within the past few years, airlines have gone from, you know, a comfortable, reasonable experience to a criminally expensive and ridiculously uncomfortable means of travel. I mean, that's just the way I see it. And unfortunately... 
it's the only way to get to Hawaii. It's the only way you can get here is by plane. And in my opinion, I think the airlines have completely taken advantage of this. They know that they have a monopoly on how we're going to get here and that there's no other option. Airlines charge for all check luggage and you'll be hard-pressed to find any that offer free any uh, amenities anymore like seat choices, meals, earbuds, and blankets. The airline industry has pushed a variety of fees onto the traveler in order to boost revenues and margins. I mean, that's the way they're making money. It seems like that's the only way they can make money. Okay, I un and I understand that. Airlines need to make money. But really, how far are they going to take it now? It seems like fees have you know, have continued to become more and more absurd. And quite frankly, I, don't, I think travelers feel apoplectic about it. They're not doing anything about it except giving in and paying. And we're forced to comply because, let's face it, we have to travel. So because the future is not looking too bright for the costs of air travel, I've compiled some of the fees you can expect to pay from the major airlines and I'm going to give you my two cents on which airlines are the most cost effective when it comes to Hawaii bound flights plus a few pointers on how to beat the fees. Now here's a quick list of the major airlines and what they're charging for fees these days in addition to you know the luxuries of flying. American Airlines charges $25 for the first check-in bag, $35 for the second and 150 each for each additional checked baggage. American Airlines also offers main cabin extra seating that offers six inches more of legroom and course costs anywhere from $8 to $108 depending on the length of flight. So keep in mind if you have a connecting flight, if it's $8 and you've got two flights, two legs, then you're going to end up with $16 each way, 8, 16, 24, 32. That's a total of $32. That would be the cheapest go way to go. But if it was like a hundred bucks, you're talking $400 more for just six inches more of leg room. And I asked a lot of my Facebook friends if they would pay the $50 for extra leg room. And there was an overwhelming majority of yeses. I couldn't believe it. No one wants to feel like a sardine was the main thing that I got out of that, putting it up on my Facebook page. And most travelers are game for paying the extra money. So what's worth the extra money and what can we expect to live without is the questioning, is the question. So keep listening here. I got some travel tips. And in the meantime, here's some more about American Airlines. Um, as for free amenities, AA offers one TV per three to five rows that drop down from the ceiling. And this is usually called overhead entertainment. And if you're lucky enough to sit in a good seat and within watching distance, you can purchase some earbuds or use your own headphones and listen to what they have on that screen. So be sure to bring your own and that's easy to find. Everybody's got a few of those. And those are kind of cheap if you really need to buy one. They also offer free magazines. Big deal. They also offer flight publications that are Hawaii-centric. Uh, one is Hanaho, which is found on Hawaiian Airlines and some 
also airlines that co-chair with them. And speaking of Hawaiian Airlines, they're one of the few airlines that actually do offer a free meal, or you can say that's a travel incentive. Uh, Passengers on morning flights from the continental U.S. and Canada to Hawaii can start their vacation with a complimentary Mai Tai and a breakfast box containing Hawaiian bread, guava jelly, dried tropical fruits, and a macadamia nut cookie. Uh, Free lunch and dinner available, uh, usually teriyaki chicken, uh, they have a salad and mango cake, and you can also get a free glass of wine. Uh, baggage fees for them are $25 for the first check bag, $35 for the second, and $125 for an additional bag. But, you know, when you think about it, you got to give Hawaiian Airlines some props for continuing to offer this. And they also have that overhead entertainment o- option. And if you don't have your earbuds, it's two bucks, uh, which isn't too bad. Uh, United Airlines charges the same as Hawaiian for the first and check, uh, second check-in bag, but only $100 for additional ones. And a good trick to avoid the check bag fee is to do it at the gate, and this costs nothing. As for free amenities, travelers can expect to receive the standard complimentary beverage service with snack packs available for purchase, so you still get... You know, soft drinks and stuff like that, but that's it. Beyond that, um, I think you get a bag containing a few pieces of trail mix for flights that are longer than two hours. So you'll get the free pretzels <laughs> or whatever if you've got a flight longer than two hours. Delta charges $25 for the first check bag, $35 for the second, and $125 for additional bags. And don't think you can get away with the freebie at the gate. Delta charges you $25 to check in your bag, even when you do it at the gate. So no uh, trick to be had there with Delta. Um, So what's worth the extra money and what can't you live without? That's a good question. And we found out from our Facebook friends, actually, that... That extra legroom is a really big one. A lot of travelers are willing to pay the additional dollars for a chance to stretch out, especially for anyone six feet tall and over. And you know what? I can totally understand that. You know, you feel you know so boxed in in these in these seats that for the extra money, it almost just really seems worth it. Unfortunately, for a lot of folks that are tall, their legs don't even fit in these seats that have six inches more. So, you know, I just understand completely why this is a big deal for a lot of folks. And I think the airlines tapped into that. As for check bags, we recommend going with one or two and and, and just paying the price if you have to. Um, Anything beyond three check bags ends up costing an arm and a leg, let's face it. And you might as well deal with the hassle for six hours and save money for you know, some activity or a boat trip on the Nepali coast or a luau in Waikiki, that's going to be more worth it than paying the extra fees. The other thing is, is that there are a lot of credit cards uh, like American Express that offer you opportunities to opt out of these luggage fees. Definitely be checking with your credit card company to see if you can get exempt at all for any of these fees. Um, meals are definitely worthwhile. Um, unless you're okay with bringing along some food with you or some sandwiches from Starbucks or stuff, 
Uh, luckily, the airlines haven't gotten too outrageous with the food prices. You can still get kind of a decent snack, one of those snack packs for about six to eight bucks. And usually on a six-hour flight, you're going to generally want to eat at least twice. I always say eat a lot and hydrate a lot on this flight. It just helps you with the whole jet lag thing. So you may want to consider that. The earbuds thing, you know, I, I can't believe people don't have earbuds with them. I mean, you have to be... I don't know, in another world, not to have a set of earbuds, but maybe if you lost them or forgot to bring them with you, maybe then I can see, but basically that's something you can you can bring with you and you can skip on. Um, as for preferred seating, you know, this term is just so loosely defined that any seat at this point on the plane could be consider, considered, quote, preferred. When we think of preferred seating, we think of exit rows, bulkhead rows, window seats, aisle seats, seats situated toward the front of the plane. But in reality, preferred seating can mean anything and all things and more, including any seat that is historically seated by more passengers than other seats. Any seat that the airlines decide to set aside for the last minute. You know, highest fare, usually people on business that must be on the flight to make a meeting. Uh, passengers uh, and other criteria can be considered preferred seating and just simply, it's just not worth the price. Now, here are some travel tips that I'd like to reiterate just to make your flight easier when you're coming here to Hawaii. Number one, and it's kind of like a review, bring your headphones or your earbuds. Keep a sweater in your carry-on so you can use it as a blanket or pillow. Pack some snacks. Bring your own entertainment, iPad, magazines, books, whatever it is you, you use to kind of keep you occupied. Um, pack light. That's always a good thing to do. Look into baggage fees ahead of time so you're not shocked when you go and you check in. Only check in the really cumbersome baggage. The rest should be manageable as carry-ons. Um, wear comfortable clothes that allow you to stretch easily in your seat. When you check in, ask about seating. Sometimes they'll hook you up with something like preferred, as we talked about, if you're really nice, whatever that means. Um, so hopefully that helps you out. You know, given all this information, I'd say the best airline to fly when coming to Hawaii has to be Hawaiian because of all the stuff you get. As much as I have a problem with Hawaiian Airlines, they do have a... They seem to understand what makes makes it a little bit better for folks to fly here. They offer a little more than, a lot of, than the other airlines, like Hawaiian music upon arrival. They have friendly staff. There is the Aloha vibe. Um... Plus, there's the free mail, and that's just a huge thing for folks. Um, aside from that, my other two favorites, which I really didn't even talk about today, are foreign airlines. They seem to really have it down. Airlines like KLM or China Airlines. Whenever I fly on an airline from, on a, from another country, I'm always like, shocked at how they really get it and it seems like the people who are on those flights and the flight attendants seem to have a little more sense of pride about the career they've chosen so unfortunately they don't fly from the mainland u.s to here i know virgin wouldn't that be great if virgin airlines flew here because they have lots of amenities on their flights as well i guess 
that's really all I have to contribute on the topic. I wanted to get that out of the way because I get constantly questions about this. Um, so hopefully that ha helps you out. I just hope that they don't decide to change everything up and start charging for things like the bathroom. <laughs> Everybody says that's the next one. Or charge you for water. Or has that happened already somewhere on some airline? I don't know. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. I want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget we do this every Monday for you. Tune in again next Monday. Please bookmark our page and please comment. I'd love to hear from you. So please write to me, Bruce at Hawaii-Aloha.com. And don't forget to check out our blog, which we post new to every single day for you with lots of great information. That's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up for my beautiful wife, Yaling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel. I'll say aloha and mahalo. <laughs>